Happy Gilmore left our boys relatively satisfied, but now Jack and Josh must contend with the terror that is Hubie Halloween. This is Truly Happily Madison. Um, hit that theme. Oh, hello. Hey, buddy. Hey, pal. How's hey, it going? Hey, guy. I'm not your buddy guy. I'm not your guy buddy. Yeah. I'm not your party. Uh, yeah. How are you getting on, Jack Gregson? I am doing well, Josh Papp and I. I'm amazing that it took you 51 episodes <laughs> to learn to say my name. I've said it before. Being, without being prompted. Yes, without being prompted. I've said it before without being prompted. I don't think that's true in those 51 episodes of true. evidence that uh, would prove to the opposite. I think that's true. And I think there was one time I said it a couple of weeks ago and you didn't say my name back. No, because your name is stupid. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> your name is Mud. It is Mud. Well, it's not Mud. That's a good film, that. Oh. All right, all right, all right. That's it, guys. That's the that's the hint. I know you've all been waiting to hear what our next <laughs> series is going to be. Truly, happily, McConaughey. It rolls off the tongue, to be honest. Truly, McConaughey, happily, Madison. Madison. Oh yeah, we'll have um, to think about a new name because yes, listeners, this will be our final film episode for a while. Yeah, we've. We've reached the end of the truly happy Madison uh, Yellow Brick Road. So, goodbye, truly happily Madison. Don't worry, because don't worry, because we'll be starting the entire series all over again, right back from Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo. No, I will not make out with you. Fuck's sake, Mike. What is this? Is this what the show is now? Is it just me working with a soundboard? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been watching BoJack Horseman again the final couple of seasons, and it's up to the point where Todd has the sex robot that becomes the CEO. I don't of the know com- if I found that funny. Oh my god! It becomes the CEO of the company. This is like that, you know. Mean and then stupid. Can we... up. The other context of this, listeners, is we started recording early because I said I was tired because I didn't sleep very well last night. You remember that? It's <laughs> 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 just. It just feels deranged what's Ladies going on. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. The gay character. Come on. Alright, like. <laughs> <laughs> what we, what we... Oh no 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 no! It's funny. Um, yeah, this is our final Happy Madison movie for the time being. For the time being. Yeah, I mean, I'm a hustler, baby. Yeah, hustle's coming. Um, they've just finished shooting it. Did you see the picture? No. Well, we tweeted about it. So. No. <laughs>
you know I don't check Twitter. That's true. You're not on social media much these days. Uh, not really. I don't really do anything. No, I will not make out with you. Good stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is our, uh, our final episode of that. We will be doing a uh, a roundup. Yep. Um, where we'll give out our our, our maddies. <laughs> that's, uh, annual that's Maddie, new, the annual Maddie Awards. Uh, it's oddly enough, they're in uh, a little statue in the shape of former guest Maddie Campion. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Unrelated, but sure. Unrelated. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's it's been it's been a time, Josh. It really hurt. I mean, wow, it's been a a year. Over a year. Just over a year. And yet, yeah. it feels like no time at all. No time to die. No time to die at all. When did the first episode come out? Um, the, like... I was about to say 13th October? of October, but that was uh, when the last episode came out. Oh, I think it was uh, like yes, the 7th, the 7th of, October. of October. Wow. The memory on me. We should have uh, looked that up on the 7th of October. And maybe tweeted about it. We could have. But you know what? It's fine. But why did that episode come out on that specific day, Jack? Well, I don't want to give away my stats. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll sacrifice a perfect segue for some stats later. We're talking about Hubie Halloween. Hubert <laughs> Halloweenium. We're talking about Hubie. We're here. This is the last uh, released film from Happy Madison. Hmm. When did it come out? Uh, I'll tell you in a bit. Why, why don't you, why don't you, Josh Pappenheim, tell me an IMDb plot synopsis for this film? Wait, you've got to say what this podcast is first. Well, because of course, each week your host Jack Grayson <laughs> and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to what is essentially current day. What is basically current day at this point, yeah. Yeah, except this week. No, 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 That's uh, that was last week. Um, no, this week we are talking about <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> I, I copy and pasted my introduction <laughs> and then i had last week's which was like except this week where we're not talking we're going about, in time uh, <laughs> yeah uh ignore that uh, edit that out no it's cut it better out. this way cut it out no you want a plot synopsis the gay character brilliant <clears throat> Good-natured but eccentric community volunteer Hubie Dubois finds himself at the centre of a real murder case on Halloween night. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem, Massachusetts, and its legendary Halloween celebration, Hubie is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. Written by (laughs) Yusuf Piskin. That's a lovely name to say. It's really good, actually. (laughs) Yusuf Piskin. What else? Made for it and reviews for other things. I don't know. About. Anyway, yeah. So that's Hubie. That's Hubie. That's that's Hubie Halloween. Um. Hubie. Well, would you like some stats? I would love some. Oh, okay. Uh. So this was directed by Stephen Brill. Woo! Brill Iant. I think this is uh. How many films have we had by Steve Brill now? Maybe like six. We have had Lil Nicky, Mr. Yep. Deeds. Yeah. The do-over? 
Yeah. Sandy Wexler. Yeah. And uh, and Hubie. So five. Five. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's good innings. <laughs> uh, so we have Stephen Brill stars Adam Sandler. Woo! Kevin James. Woo! <laughs> Julie Bowen. Woo! Ray Liotta. Woo! And Steve Buscemi. Woo! This was released on the 7th of October 2020. <gasps> oh my god. The day we released our first episode. Wow. To tie into Hubie Fever. Yeah. Did it work? Um... You be the judge. <laughs> Only you can decide. You're still here now. And, uh... Maybe. As as it is a Netflix movie, there is no box office. Mm. Um, and as it, as it is a 2020 movie, uh, there were very few films to choose from in cinemas. But I do have what you could have risked your life to go see. Wait, this was at the time that like things were vaguely open again, right? Not in the UK. Yeah, there was that period where we could... Or maybe very, yeah. Oh no, you are right, actually. It was just around then. Yeah, until everything slammed shut. And no but still, there wasn't. Like. It's not like uh, cinemas were a buzzing. No. Well, I mean, I risked it to go see uh, Bill and Ted 3. But, you know. No, that was summer. No. Yeah. I saw it in the wind, or I saw it in this open time. Let's Let's see if I can prove you wrong. I know when I saw it. Heading, heading to Letterboxd. Let's, get, let's oh, right. get the date up that you saw it. The date I saw it. I'm telling you. I feel like you saw it in the summer. I, why would I see it in the summer? I know who I saw it with and I didn't know them in the summer. Or did you? No. Cut this out. <laughs> what? Because you've realised you're wrong. Um, no. I'm sorry, September September 24th. That's the summer, mate. That's not the summer. That's, that's like, that's not, I wouldn't say that's this period. It's like two weeks ago. I guess it's a month ago. No, it's not. It's a week ago. Huh? It's a week ago. It's a week ago. See? Two stars. At least we always have Dennis Caleb McCoy. (laughs) He's the true star of that film. Uh, but yes, it was. But it's just, so, would you like to know what was at the top five at the box office? I would love while, to. While you, or, or you could have stayed at home and watched Hubie Halloween, which yes. I did. Uh, at number one in its opening week, you had The War with Grandpa. What's that? Um, I believe it's now available on Amazon. Mm. It's uh, it stars Robert De Niro as the titular grandpa. Mm. And he moves into his daughter's home, and he has to uh, share a bedroom with his grandson, and his grandson is not having it, right. so they go to war. Ah, oh, okay. Upset that he has to share the room he loves with his grandfather, Peter decides to to declare war in an attempt to get it back. Can mm. I can I read you the uh, above na- the names above the title on this? Yeah, film? go on. So top build, Robert De Niro. Yep. Second build, Uma Furman. Right. Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle. You know Rob Riggle. 
I like people whose names are sentences. Or command. I don't know if that's a sentence. It's a command. <laughs> it's a command. It's a command. Um, Oaks Fegley. Oaks Fegley? Yeah, Oaks Fegley. That's not a name. From uh, uh, Pete's Dragon. Oh, okay. Uh, Laura Morano. Mm-hmm. Cheech Marin. Mm-hmm. Jane Seymour. Mm-hmm. And Christopher Walken. That's yeah. really like final you're have to watch cash it now, aren't you? I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, All right. it was number Heading one at the U.S. box office. Wow. Okay. It's good to know everyone's okay. I think Harvey Keitel's in it as well. Fuck. Directed by Tim Hill. Who are you, Tim Hill? Tim Hill directed Muppets from Space. Okay. I think he also directed The Squeakwall. Or the first Alvin and the Chipmunks. He directed the first one. He directed Sponge on the Run. Co-directed Sponge on the Run, I believe. Oh. Which is the worst of the three Spongebob (laughs) movies. Uh, He wrote the first Spongebob movie. That is the best of the three Spongebob movies. Uh, And he also directed Max Keeble's big move. Oh, sure. I've seen that. film, yeah. I know the poster of it. He also directed Garfield 2. A Tale of Two Kitties. And Hop. The fun about the Russell bunny. Brand is an Easter money. Oh, Christ. Good stuff. Do you remember when Hollywood had Russell Brand fever? We, I remember we, it on this we podcast. Do, we could do true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> we should do truly happily brand. We could. All of course the, you are. You're my films. best friends. We could cover bedtime stories again. No. And we could. Um, we could watch Arthur. You remember watch. Arthur? They remade yeah. Arthur with. <laughs> we could watch the two Russell Brand Helen Mirren movies, Arthur and um, uh, the Shakespeare one. <laughs> What's the Shakespeare one? Um. Oh, you know the one. <laughs> Anonymous. No, the one that's a Shakespeare play. Lady Macbeth. That's not a Shakespeare play. Fuck. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I need to know. I need to know. We need this. We can watch. We can finally watch. Yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall and get into the Greek. I'd be very up for that because it'd be nice to use my Blu-ray of Get Him to the Greek. (laughs) (laughs) Just gathering the Tempest, fine wine, the Tempest, directed by Julie Taymor. So you know it's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Uh, What else could you have seen? For for Russell, oh um, <laughs> uh, number two in its sixth week at the box office, uh, Tenet. Tenet. Yeah, I want to see Tenet. I still haven't seen it. Good movie. Is it? Yeah. Things go backwards. It's cool. What? Yeah, I know, right? You wouldn't expect it. You wouldn't know. I've seen, but I've seen a similar concept in uh, a seminal 2001 film. I think it's 2001. Uh, Freddy, Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah. Yeah, Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Mostly because you referenced it on last week's episode. <laughs> I will never stop referencing it. I love uh, it. At number three at the box office, in its second week of re release, <gasps> Hocus Pocus. Oh, cool. Um, Maybe. I think I only saw it for the first time last year. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Enjoy. Number four in its seventh week of release, a movie mm. I saw this year and didn't like, The New Mutants. Uh, 
Oh, cool. Is yeah. it bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it looks bad. <laughs> and at number five, a movie I actually really want to see. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Russell Crowe is unhinged. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> everyone's mean. I'm grumpy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm quite, a white man. I'm quite into it. <laughs> well, and, you this, are. and this has a Rotten Tomato score of 53%. You know what? Like, well deserved. I'm going to say, say. Could be higher. Could be higher. Could True. be higher. Could be higher. Because I'm going to come right out and say it. This was a fucking delight. <laughs> Did you have a wonderful time? I... I don't know why, because I've seen this movie and I know it's good, but I think because we've sat through all these movies and we've also, like, <laughs> slowed down a little near the end here. Yeah, yeah. I really wasn't looking forward to going back to this. Mm. And then I started up, and just immediately I was like, oh, this is already so fun and charming and exactly what so many of these films needed to be and mm. weren't. Yep, 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 yep. Fully agree. Spoiler, this is my second favourite Abby <gasps> Madison movie. Is it? Yeah. What, Behind Funny People? Yeah. Wow. That's big praise. It's just, this is a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, no, it, yes. It's very fun. It's just like, it's it's kind of like what we were talking about when we were talking about it feels more akin to like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison than any of the other ones. Very not just much because so. of the, not just because of the double V's thing again and Julie Bowen returning, but just and like we watched it recently. And we watched them recently, <laughs> but just like a, an actual character who's like likable but also like dumb as fuck and has things has things that they do. Yeah, and also this movie. I think does something very clever for an Adam Sandler movie. Go on. Well, actually, it does two things very clever. One, it has a spectacularly uh, resourceful supporting cast. Yep. I think this is probably the best use of a cast in, like, any of these movies, maybe? Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think everyone is, like, kind of perfect in their role there's no like dud character to me there's no duds and there's no one who's there who you feel like is just there because they are a pal and there's no one who's there who's uh could who has been overtly offensive in the past and is feeling overtly offensive in this one that's true (laughs) (laughs) that's true like this this is probably Rob Schneider's, like, best performance in years. He only has, like, 15 words. Yeah, but, like, he's just fine. Like, he's he just, he, like, he comes in, he, I'm just, I'm not angry because he's not playing, like, a, a racial stereotype. He's not, like, doing anything, like, wildly wrong. No, he, I mean, he is playing a mentally ill patient who pisses his pants for banter. There is that. Yeah. But again, I found that scene funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I did. did. Just, just for Steve Buscemi's line of nobody pisses their pants quite like you. Yeah, that's true. That's nice. Um, I, I like their little relationship as well. Um, yeah, I, 
I think this is also the other thing I think it does really clever is it incorporates children into the story. And yeah, I think that works really well in this movie. It feels like a proper though, like family comedy rather than like you know that. Well, no, I guess it's kind of similar to how Grown Ups Two does the same thing yeah. in the way that like Grown Ups 1 doesn't do it quite as well like obviously there's some kid stuff there but it's always like because the kids are a bit younger it's always framed through the eyes of the parents whereas in kid you know, Grown Ups 2 the kids have their own storylines they do but they're still a little like tied into the parents storylines and um I guess that's true for Hubie as well because like, I, I, it's to a point but like to a point I think um as much as I do enjoy Grown Ups 2, Hubie, to me, is, like, the better structured movie. Um, yeah, yeah and, it has a structure. And I think it, again, uses those sort of younger characters very well. I actually enjoy the boy from Stranger Things. Um, yeah. uh, I, I like his little wanting to be with the girl from Alexa and Katie. Just referencing all the Netflix shows. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um... I I think it's even like Sandler's kids in this movie are fine. When do they show up? I can't remember. I remember they're, seeing they're, them and being like, "There they are huge in this movie." Oh yes, yes, they're the um, <laughs> they're, they're the, the other adopted kids. Yeah, yeah, they're Noah. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> they're, I was this like, is their biggest part. Yeah, Jackie gets a slightly smaller part in this. Jackie does get a slightly smaller part. Let's right, um, smaller. let's start from up. Like, what? Well, sorry, I've I've ranted on about how much I enjoy this movie. Josh Pappenheim, do you enjoy this movie? Yeah, of course I do. Like, it's so much fun. I mean, it doesn't... You know, the first time... I d- I'm going to say I didn't enjoy it as much as the first time I watched it. But I remember this time last year, or, like, just before this time last year, being, like, when we both watched it on that release day, and yeah. being like, this might be... Both of us, after just watching Juice Bigelow and looking ahead to see the kind of films that we were going to go watch i think i remember both of us being like thank fuck we're going to get to the end and get to talk about hubie halloween again or like not again but you know for the first time just be like there is light at the end of the tunnel we know that hubie halloween is coming and i remember do you think think your disappointment with it this time is that just it wasn't that first time watch where you were surprised at how enjoyable it was i think that might have been what it was yeah also the fact that (laughs) i I watched it on a train at like 10 p.m., so I was extremely tired, and I just watched old. So I was like, "So you should be in the best mood ever because you just watched one of the best films that has ever been made." Exactly, but you know, after that film where everything is just shockingly deranged, you know, like not too dissimilar from everything that is shockingly deranged in *Hubie Halloween*. That's true, but you know, it just. I think I should have given it space and I should have come to it when I was feeling a lot more rested. Maybe it's good that I watched it while I was in this weird sort of uh, headspace where it's like, oh, I just don't want to watch this movie. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, I do want to watch this movie. Yeah. And I don't want to stop watching it. And then it sort of won you round. Yeah, it did. In a, like, in a strange way, I downplayed it in my mind, even though I knew I liked it. Mm-hmm. Were you um, kind of like it can't be as good as you remember, sort of thing? I think I was just taking my resentment to so many of the films that we've watched. 
and piling it onto a movie that I quite like. Yeah, I get you. Like an O'Doyle. Like, think about how all the other O'Doyles have been in all the other films. I just want to apologise to listeners who might notice I have a cold. Oh, poor baby. Well, I'm on, I'm on the other side. Of the cold? Yeah. Yeah, good. I had one. Not of the world. Not of the world, no. You're on the other side of the screen. Similar yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I had I had a little cold last Wednesday. I, I guess they're just going around again. I believe they are. That's a cold update for you guys. Cold update! <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's our segment, Cold Calling. It's the cold score. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yes. Uh, shall we? Shall we take it from the top? Start at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I think um, first things first. Fucking great vanity card. It's incredible, right? <laughs> first note. Yeah. It's so nice how they've made Stan the man all like witchy. Why didn't they just do that for the fucking shortcut? The shortcut. It's exactly what I had down. I was like, big fan of this. Much better than the scary Madison card. And we liked the scary Madison card. I think that was like the thing we said the nicest things about for the shortcut. Exactly. But this was just like, it's just like fun. It's it's really nice. It's really well done. I wasn't expecting it. No. Comes up before the Netflix card. Does it? I didn't yeah. notice that. Very That's weird. interesting. Yeah. Uh, very, very nice. Just, uh, except they still didn't take your advice of him him saying horrific. <laughs> it's probably hard because he's dead. <laughs> Do you think it's his actual voice? I guess it is. I think so. It must be. All they have to do is is get Sandler to just go, huh, huh, horrific. You know, it would work. Yeah, no, I did it today on, a, on a, something I'm editing. Did you? Yeah, I put what, I you... put a word together. Nice. Yeah, no, right. I like that. But you're so skilled. Similarly, um, jumping right to the end of the movie, <laughs> um, closing yeah. credit uh, title sequence, great. Also very good. Yeah. The Wonderfully yeah, the designed. Character. Yeah, it's got that nice kind of like... What's that documentary? Like, Riding Giants. Yeah, Riding Giants, definitely. It's got that kind of vibe. The, what do you call it? The parallax. Like, when it's a still and they pop the person out of the still. Yes. Make it 3D. It's, it's, that kind of thing. It's good. It's... That's what I have to say. Is that you applauding? Yeah. What did or you think it was? Tap an ass. You see me, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really fun, and I mean, like, Woo! yeah, you got the song. You got the song that everyone loves, the the Monster Mash song. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you feel about the Monster Mash. I think it's a graveyard smash. You think it went down like a splash? Yes, I don't know a lyric after that. <laughs> that's, that's you did it. the Monster Mash. Oh, you did the Monster Mash. Wow. <laughs> Oh yes, um, I thought it was. I was going to ask you how, how you've how you felt about because I could imagine you being like, oh, "This fucking song." No, because like it 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 fits it like it's in keeping with the tone of the film. You know, it's just like a fun, dumb Halloweeny song. But like, um, like yeah, but would you, would you listen to it outside of the film? 
No! No one listens to that song outside of the film or outside of Halloween. Like, you only ever hear that song at Halloween parties. No one's like, pass me the orcs cable, we're going to play Monster Mash. Unless it's Halloween. Do you know what I mean? Like, no one's going on Spotify for that. Apart from, it's it's like the, it's like the all I want for Christmas. (laughs) Do you? You think it's a graveyard smash? I think it's a graveyard smash. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I like it, and I also... I mean, it does have a fucking somber swerve straight after. The Monster Mash? No, the the credits. Because you've got all these fun, like, credits that are, like, Hubie screaming, I mean, Sandler screaming, and then, like, some outtakes, and, you know, all the cast having a fun time, and then it's just, like, Black Card being, like, R.I.P. Cameron Boyce. That's a... Oh, oh, I sorry, I thought you were talking about the beginning of the movie. I was like, that's at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the no, Monster Mash is at the beginning. Of the film? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it not at the end? No. What's at the end? Like that song where it's just like, Halloween! <laughs> oh. I thought it was Monster Mash. I don't think that's at the end credits. I think it is, but... There's no way to know. <laughs> There's no possible way to know. Listeners, if you watch Heapy Halloween and you make it to the end credits, tell me, tell us, tweet us, at True Hat Mad. Uh, is it Monster Mash? I think it's Monster Mash because I have a distinct memory of like Sandler screaming over the Monster Mash and then smiling. You know, but he, he, it's just him riding his bike to it at the beginning of the movie. I think they bookend it. Look, now everything's cool. Drax's a part of the band, and my Monster Mash is the head of the land. For you, the living, the Mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them that Boris sent you. They did the Mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. They did the they did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. They did the mash. Then you can monster mash. Oh <laughs> Easy, Igor, you impetuous young boy. We can't <laughs> <Okay>, like what? <laughs> we can't. That's the end of the song. Don't worry. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in fact, like the only thing that's missing from this film is like someone doing a good Boris Karloff impression. That's true. I feel like there was scope for any of that during the the high school Halloween. I guess it's party. I guess because I've been watching a lot of John Carpenter recently because of the Blank Check miniseries. Yeah. And, um, this uh, this film plays. I feel like plays a lot in the uh, the John Carpenter realm. What? Like, like as an homage to John Carpenter stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I oh yes, no, yes, yes. I'm confused. Well, yeah, I'm confusing John Carpenter with um David Cronenberg. Yes, it has a lot of John Carpenter about it. Yeah, like it's like these sort of. I mean, not like Escape from New York or Big Trouble in Little China, but I think there's definitely nods to Halloween and Christine. Yeah, yeah big Halloween, big um, Halloween energy. Like, and I think that's part of the fun. So yeah, we start off. We meet Hubie. He is uh, bevoiced. <laughs> he, um... Would you like some soup? <laughs> well, how it's would you describe voice. the voice in this one? It's just. I mean, it is kind of like Tony Clifton, isn't it? We were talking off off mic earlier about Tony Clifton. <laughs> it's got a bit of Tony Clifton and a bit so. of like. 
that Sandler grumble. Like, it, it's clipped. It, it, it kind of reminds me of Stephen Root in Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's so true. Well, you know, it's just a little bit more mumbly and it's just. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get my pharmacy here. And <laughs> his pharmacy is the stapler. It's just... <laughs> Fuck. It's a remake. <laughs> Um, I, uh, uh, hosts of, uh, W-rated Claire and Daisy. Oh, Daisy was on our show, obviously, and she yes, talked yes. about how she doesn't like when Sandler does the voice. Yeah. And, uh, Claire tweeted me yesterday being like she didn't like this movie because Sandler does the voice. And just... I think that's one of, like, this film's greatest strengths is, like, it's not Sandler playing Sandler. He's, he's playing a fun character. He's playing a fun, silly character who I don't know fits. It fits who this person is. Like he has that voice. If it was just Sandler doing his Sandler voice, yeah, this film is like For this one character, out of five. Yeah, it's terrible. Like especially if it would be the same kind of like. He's a cool guy who's too cool for school around everyone, but he also cares about Halloween. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Or even yeah, if he the was just still a loser, but it was just sort of Sana doing so sort of like um, kind of schlubby loser voice. Mm. Like it'd be shit. It'd yeah, be shit. It'd be shit. It's... Hubie is a like. I like that even though Hubie is very cartoonish, nobody treats him as if he's like otherworldly. They just treat him like a loser. Yeah, they just bully him. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not like, what a freak! Or I guess they kind of are. But, like, you know. You, you know, he works at the deli. Yeah. Someone asked for roast beef and I got really excited. I know! That's <laughs> a good reference, isn't it? <laughs> you want the roast beef? Oh, you want the roast beef, okay. Uh, um, so, yeah, Hubie's bullied for out of town by, like, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta! <laughs> by Ray Liotta. By Maya Rudolph. Um, by Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Um, um, uh, little Disney boy. What's his name? Little Disney boy. Uh, Karan Bra. As Mike Mundy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who works with him at the deli. Yes, 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 yes. And, and a little bit by uh, uh, Police Sergeant Steve Downey. Oh yeah, and played by Kevin James and Keenan Thompson's character. You know what? Keenan is also a delight in this movie. Used also sp- great. Sp- sparingly, but like when he shows up, <laughs> the, <laughs> the little uh, like montage of Hubie bursting into the office and Keenan like always explaining like how he got past him. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. <laughs> I just didn't recognize him. It's great. Anytime Keenan hangs up on him as well, just. Uh... He's good. He's good. Uh, but yeah, like, the town sort of, like, just doesn't like Hubie. Not because he's, like, a bad person, just because he's, he is weird. And he is He's a weird, he's a bit off. Would you pick on Hubie? No. You would. I, w- I wouldn't want to pick on anyone. You wouldn't want to, but you would. No. You'd be like, you remember that time that Hubie did this weird thing? Might you wouldn't do it to his face. He- what are you saying? <laughs> I just, I do, I, do, I don't think so. I don't, you know. He's Colin, not doing anything bad. Colin Quinn also picks on Hubie. Oh yeah, Colin Quinn. Forget about him. 
He's just a good-natured little boy. I mean, I wouldn't hang out with him, maybe, because I'm like, you know, I like Halloween, but not... I am curious what Hubie is like for the rest of the year. Mm. Does he get like this like around Christmas? Maybe that's what... Because there's going to be Hubie Halloween too, right? Has it been announced? I don't know. It's been no official. Oh no, it's murder mystery two. Murder mystery two. Murder mystery two. That's that's the one that deserves a sequel. Yeah, (laughs) that's the character we really want to go back to. Why do you call it Crispin Christmas? (laughs) Okay. Chad Christmas. No, it doesn't work. Um, Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Yeah, are there films about like Santa? What he does the rest of the year? Yeah, it's called The Santa Claus. Yeah. The Santa Claus 2. Claws, and, claws it up. And The Santa Claus 3. Santa Claus 3. I haven't seen those. And Fred Claus. Oh? Uh, oh? Oh? <laughs> God, imagine having that career. <laughs> Just building your whole career out going... Oh? 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 It's, it's comedy gold, that. Um, yeah, and I And taking d- cocaine, of course. And taking cocaine, getting arrested. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... I don't have a point, I'm just agreeing. It's just fun. It's just fun, he's just a good character. Yeah. Also, he's looking fucking hot in this film. <laughs> like, That's I'm That's because he's ca- carrying some hot soup in his thermos. He's carrying some hot, hot soup... I re- like he just looks like fucking tight. You know, like his his mustache is on point, his hair's very good. He's got that kind of like wizened, you know, similar kind of like uncut gemsy vibe. Do you think he's chiseled. filming uncut gems at night and this during the day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> similar facial hair, right? Yeah. What is his facial hair in that? I mean it's a bit more it's similar facial hair, like from Murder Mystery into Uncut Gems into this. That's true. I remember. Yeah, I do remember actually saying we t- that. We talked about it on Murder Mystery. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he looked fit. He looks fit again now. Um, He's good. It, it Hubie is Hubie's interesting because I don't know if I completely understand like the comedy game that Sam is playing with Hubie. Isn't this, isn't this the Uncut Gems reaction film? I mean, I know the timing doesn't make sense whatsoever. How but there so? was that thing. Well, there was that. I remember there was that quote going around that when oh, Uncut no, Gems uh, didn't uh, win grown stuff. Grown Ups Three. Was gonna, oh, was it Grown Ups Three? That's what it's like if you, if it doesn't win anything, uh, you, yeah, you've got Grown Ups Three to blame on yourself. Oh, I see. <laughs> I just I never saw the the Grown Ups 3 specific reference, I always just heard him say, like, I'm going to make a film that's so terrible you're going to be sorry kind of thing. Yeah. And I always assumed that was Hebe Halloween. But, yeah, I have no idea. I think he just wants to make, like, a fun, dumb movie. I, I mean, I don't know where the idea comes from. I don't know, like... Well, know? It's, just, it's just, like, I, with, like... With um, Billy Madison, I know, like, the game is that he's dumb. Like... Oh, I see. And like with Happy Gilmore, I understand that he is—he's angry. Angry, yes, 
that's where the jokes come from. I guess in this he's scared. I guess so. It's a very weird performance. I like it, don't get me wrong, but I'm just not entirely like tuned in exactly to what he's doing. I guess the pitch is just like, what if a guy who loved Halloween was also very scared of everything? It's a good <laughs> like, pitch. that's it. It's it a really a good pitch. pitch. And he lives in Salem. He lives in Salem. That's like one of the only Jewish people who lives in Salem. Like, that's one thing I didn't get when it's like, our family has been here since the witch trials. I was like, did they have Jewish people in Salem during the witch trials? Yeah, Jew- Jewish pilgrims. Did you? Did you? Did you? I don't think that exists. Also, his last name being Dubois. Like, I like. I love the name Hubie Dubois. Hubie Dubois. It's very fun to say. He is really nice. We also He's got a good mouthfeel. We also meet someone we've not talked about yet. I'm amazed. Um, but another all, all star in this cast, June Squibb. June Squibb. Oh, Squibb game, bro. You won that shit? June uh, Squibb. I know what her comedy game is in this film. What could it be? It is that she wears inappropriate t-shirts throughout the motion picture. Yeah, it's it's a good gag, and it's one I remember when I first watched it. I really enjoyed it. I think it's really. I think the the Bona Dona T-shirt is really funny, <laughs> and then she thinks Bona means a mistake, so she donates mistakes. And I was like, but that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't mean. <laughs> what does that mean? No, but my favorite is like, yeah, I think a bone, I think a boner is a mistake, so maybe a boner donor donates mistakes, and then it just cuts back to Hubie who goes like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> I do like that that comes back later as well when he's like saying like I made a few boners here and it's like people just really like, and everyone's like what? It's, it's good. <laughs> well, some, yeah, some other t-shirts that I enjoyed. I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> uh, her pal is also wearing one saying it's not going to lick itself. <laughs> if you can read this you're in fart range. Yeah, that's, the, that's my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Well, the kayaking gets me wet. That's fine. That's good. It's good, but you know, it's not. It's not as good as the other ones. I think it. Yeah, it is the fart range. The fart range one is the best. So when people were talking about Glenn Close getting Oscar nominated for fucking um, hillbilly elegy, mm. the real question was where was Squib discussion? Where was Squib? She plays the same role. <laughs> What? I don't know. I've never seen the reality. It's yeah. I we also at this point meet um, Mr. Lambert, Mr. Walter Lambert, (laughs) Mr. Walter Lambert. Are you okay in there? (laughs) (laughs) Walter Lambert is played by Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. It's good. It's very good. Of just setting him up to be like the sketchiest man alive. This is, I think, my favorite Buscemi role in mm. any of these movies. He's got quite a lot to do. He does. He's like so. What like we you know? We've had him in Mr. Deeds as Crazy Eyes. Yeah. Just just going through the ones. I guess Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2, he's in there. I can't remember what his character name is. He's, he's got his Smitty? hands up. 
Yeah, and then in the second one he gets cucked by, or attemptedly cucked by Sandler. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, Sandler doesn't try to cuck him, but his wife I, I, Buscemi's not my favourite part of those movies. I don't like him when I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. What does he do in that again? He's the, like, the gay d- detective. He's gaydar. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Um... Yeah, he's in Grown Ups, so don't really love him in Grown Ups. He's in Grown Ups 2. He's not terrible. I enjoy oh, his no. scene in Grown Ups 2. I do forget. I do actually really love him in The Ridiculous Six. Why is he doing that? Again? He's the barber. Yeah, <laughs> Who yes, does that the great good. bit with the decapitated Harvey Keitel <laughs> <laughs> shaving it, the, the decapitated head. <laughs> <laughs> And the ointment scene. The ointment scene is quite good. The ointment scene is very good. I don't love... I, yeah, he was my least favourite thing in the week of. Um, oh, yeah. But here... Yeah, I feel like he has the same energy in this that he does have in The Ridiculous Six. It's true. <laughs> but he... So are those... Mr. Lambert, are those your feces? <laughs> it's great as well, because obviously he plays the werewolf in the Hotel Transylvania movies. Oh, yeah. so he's sort of doing it live action <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see it done he also seems to be playing well, I guess it's not the same character but it's a similar vibe that he has in um, do you ever see Monster House? no Monster House is fun you know um, is that an animated one? yeah it's like an early motion capture movie so it, it kind of looks like uh, shit <laughs> like um <laughs> My favourite one, the Christmas one. Polar Express. Polar Express. Yeah, except I guess they're trying to look less human-y in Monster House. They're supposed right. to look a bit more cartoony, but it still looks weird. Written <laughs> by Dan Harmon. Yeah, and Rob Schrab. I don't know who Rob Schrab is. Oh, Rob Schrab's like a long-time partner with Dan Harmon, and they uh, did a lot of work with Sarah Silverman back in the day. That's interesting. And someone also called Pamela Petler. I don't know who that is. But Monster House is actually very fun, and Steve Buscemi plays, like, the uh, the scary neighbour. Oh, cool. I remember Kevin... Oh, Kevin James is in it oh, as well. Oh, yeah, he is. Yes! <laughs> right, I'm on this. Yeah, you know what? It's the spooky season. Check out Monster House. It really is the spooky season. Okay, cool. <laughs> And check out like how awful like Jason Lee's character looks, or Maggie Gyllenhaal's character. Oh, I can't wait until I can watch Polar Express again. Uh, I watched it for the first time last year. Did you love it? Never (laughs) again. It's so nightmarish. Chocolate. horrible everyone's eyes are so dead should we we haven't talked enough about hubie's firmus oh yeah the multi i guess that's firmus. his game <laughs> that's his comedy well, game in this he's movie guy, yeah he's, he's scared of he's scared of stuff and he also has a comedy thermos he has a yeah multi-purpose firmus swiss army thermos <laughs> um i like the bit at the beginning as well where he gets eggs thrown at him while he's riding his bike through the uh through the town and he catches the eggs in his thermos 
and my first laugh of the film is just him saying, thanks for the free breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it will it will not surprise you that my second laugh in the film was, uh, oh no, third laugh, was that he then drinks the eggs and immediately projectile vomits. <laughs> it was good. It's good. My note after that is the voice is a spectacular choice that pays off in spades. I know. <laughs> it was my second laugh. Hubie's dumb fucking voice. Forgot about it. It's so good. Um, yeah, we. I think this film also does really well just being right off the bat playing up all its strengths. Like the voice, yeah. the really good cast. They're all just yeah. like introduced really like off the bat. There is something actually that we missed out, and it's probably my biggest disappointment of this film. Ben Stiller. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because he's just, why a disappointment. He's just not got anything. He's not funny. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. He's not funny, and he's not really got anything to do other than walk in a room and find him and say. His, it... like, the the reveal of what he finds is funny, though. I don't think it's entirely in tone with the rest of the movie. Um, do you think? I don't know, it seems a little more adult than the rest of this movie. Why is it adult? Because, like, it's, it's got a load a penis? of. Yeah, because it's like a load of jello with a banana penis. Is it a sausage? Yeah, I know it's a sausage. Is it a sausage? <laughs> I thought it was a banana. I think it's a sausage. Oh. I've written down it's a sausage. It could be a banana. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, like, I mean, the fucking. The Simpsons movie has a dick in it. Yeah, guess what? I don't really think that's great either. Yeah, I don't think it's great. I don't. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's very bad. I uh, I tweeted they... a while back, just being like, "Why were they so obsessed with showing us Bart's dick? Why did they want us to do it for so like? Yeah, <laughs> like is that's like their big selling point of the movie? Come see this ten-year-old's Come penis. See Bart's cock. <laughs> and I remember like that's something people were talking about after seeing that movie. They were just like. <laughs> Behold! Come roll up, roll up. See the amazing ten-year-old yellow dick. <laughs> what a horrible time in cinema. Yeah, but like it's not, you know. It just, dick, like, it just felt like it's, it, it's not for me. It's not a great opening joke to this movie. No, it's true. And like, it's a shame because. I think Ben Still is very funny in Happy Gilmore, and he's reprising the ro- reprising the role here. Reprising, <laughs> um, he's reprising the role here, and he's not really got anything funny to do. No, he hasn't got anything. It's, it's more it's, just it's, like a laugh of like, "Hey, look, it's that character I know." Which yeah, was back. fun to see the first time I saw this movie, but it doesn't really yeah. work in the same way. Especially, is it's quite fun that we watched his first film last week yeah. <laughs> or whatever and now what 25 years have passed yeah well it, it, or 24 week. in um yeah, 20, between 20, the two 20. movies yeah um and it's weird as well because like Stilla hasn't popped up in another Sana movie no since then and you almost feel like they might be I mean, they were competing like comedy box office draws who had very sort of similar movies coming out at the time. Mm. You could take a lot of like Ben Still movies and put Adam Sandler into it, and you could do the reverse. Yeah, um, true. 
But uh... Ben Stiller and Grown Ups Two. <laughs> that would be something to watch. That... I don't think it would work. I think Sandler is more versatile. <laughs> no, because what you do is you get Ben Stiller, you get Owen Wilson, <gasps> get, get Luke Wilson, you get Luke Wilson, you get Vince Vaughn, you get Vince Vaughn, and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, and that's that's that grown ups movie. That's like. <laughs> Like a companion piece to Wild Hearts. Oh, I guess they did do um, the Myrowitz stories uh, together. Oh, yeah, true. I wonder if they'd, like, rekindled their relationship. Yeah, it could have been. You've not seen the Myrowitz stories, though, so why would you uh, Why would you have anything to say on that? Well, no, but it's interesting. Why would it's you kind have of like... anything to say on it? You've never seen it! It's true, but it kind of it makes me think about both of us have worked in the film and television, the entertainment world for a while. Uh And I would say it's a universally recognised thing that the nicest people who work, like the nicest actors that you will meet are the ones who are either right at the beginning of their career or the ones who are like really settled in their career. That's right, I always say Dylan O'Brien, nicest guy in Hollywood. Really? He was just very nice to me one day. Yeah, because the start of his career, you know, he's he's had to make a good impression. I tweeted about how he was recently, and it got picked up by, like, Dylan O'Brien fan pages, and it became, like, my most popular tweet of all time. That's nice. That's very good. Yeah, the worst people are the ones in the middle. The ones who are kind of, like, yeah, like, established, but not quite amazing level. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, out. no, that's it. <laughs> I don't want to come into me. <laughs> I'm just going to beep it. But yeah, well, that's the, that person is a different. That's a like they could have been something and like it just failed. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like I don't know. They were they yeah, were at a point at that at that point where I think they were feeling pretty content with who. Yeah, like around Myeroids. Like they're both. They're both like so established that like they're too big to fail. Like they've got nothing to keep from a beef with each other, you know? Like Yeah. If they had one. So yeah, it probably it just feels like maturing. They're not they're no longer young, dumb and full of cum. They're old, gold and on a beach. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um I think uh yeah, again, I think it's a, it's a shame that he's not quite as good as uh, as he is in the first film. No. But I guess it is nice to see him all the same. Maybe he's only on set for like half an hour. <laughs> like... Yeah, but like it, it's the big opening of a movie, and he's a funny guy. I want him yeah. to be a little bit funnier. Yeah. That the character yeah. is funny in the first movie. The character is funny, but. I, I... I guess he's not acting with anyone as well, so it's not not quite as good. He's just him by himself. Yeah, he's got nothing to. Jelly. He's just there. He's just there to be a bit of like you start watching the film and you're like, ooh, you know, like that's it, that's it, that's all you're there for. Yeah, it's uh, fine. It's a way to to draw you in. Yeah, and then you get the Jello dicks. <laughs> I, Ray Liotta's having a fun time. Ray Liotta is having a fun time. <laughs> He's more tuned in in this, I feel like, than he was in uh, The Many Saints of Newark. 
Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, Is it not good? No, it's fine. It should have been a TV show. Um, Yeah. Also, I saw it far too late in the day. (laughs) Right, okay. So you're tired. You're grumpy. It was a film. For some reason, my cinema, the only time it was showing was at 10.30. No. Which meant meant that it ended at 1. Fuck. And I was like, why is is it over this time? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't it be? I want to go to sleep. I just looked at what Ray Liotta's next movie is, and he's in the Cocaine Bear movie. Cocaine Bear? Yeah. What's that? You don't know about the Cocaine Bear movie? No. The true story about of a uh, American black bear that died after ingesting a duffel bag of cocaine in December 1985. But what's the movie? They're making a movie of that. But what? About uh, about uh, the people who dropped the cocaine from the plane and then the bear going mad on cocaine. Okay. But you not like, excited about this? Like, what is the film? <laughs> like... I just told you what the film was. No, I know, but like... There's a bear on cocaine. But... But... Does it do stuff, or does it just instantly die? I think it does stuff. Oh, okay, cool. That's fine, then. Um, It's got Margot Martindale in it. That's exciting. It's got a lot of people in it. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks. And produced by Lord and Miller. Hmm. I mean... I'm sure it will have a plot. I just don't know what it is so far. Cocaine bear. Yeah. You love memes. How are you not into this? I mean, like, yeah. This is a meme movie. It is a meme movie, it's true. It's gotta have stuff. It can't just be the sad tale of a bear that ingested loads of cocaine and then immediately died of a massive heart attack. Don't you ever say that. It's It's gotta do something real. Okay, well, I mean, that'll be exciting. Good old Ray Liotta. What's he? Uh, yeah. Uh, That's you. That's what you sound like. I know it is. The gay character. No. You should have said it, Josh, if you didn't want it on the soundboard. But it... Okay. Oh, he was Uh, in Young Sheldon. Yeah. Uh... Ray Liotta? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He played Vincent in Young Sheldon. He was himself in Modern Family in 2016. He was in The Simpsons as Morty Sislak, who I see him as yeah. Moe's brother. Mm-hmm. I saw that episode. I have not. Oh, yeah, because you've watched all of them, right? I've watched every episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Huge brag. He is in the Hannah TV series. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Let's not go through everything he's done. Well, no, but just things around the time of this film. Oh, he did Marriage Story, did you? Marriage Story, I haven't seen. He's good at Marriage Story. Right before that, he's not really done anything that I've heard of since Muppets Most Wanted. Well, a flock of dudes. Don't know what that is. Or like Sin City, stars, A Dame to Kill For. Stars you know? your boy, Chris D'Elia. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? I've always said Chris D'Elia. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's pronounced cancelled. <sighs> mm. um, yeah, I, I saw Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Was it good? No, it's shit. No, of course it's shit. Ray Liotta, to me, does feel like someone who just shows up in things now. 
Yeah, yeah. You bring him in, he does a bit of like shouty madness, yeah. and then he goes away. It's kind of what he does in Hubie Halloween. Yeah, he well, does it well. Perfect. Do you know who else does a similar thing? Who I think does it possibly better? Who? Michael Chiklis. Oh, Michael Chiklis is great in this. He's so good. Much better than he is in the do-over. Yes. Much, <laughs> His much only better. other appearance in the Happy Madison verse. I forgot he was in that. Um, <laughs> Michael Chiklis has a very... Oh, you know what? The funeral scene is really good. It is really good. And, you know, it's, an, it's another callback of, like, an angry priest. Yes. You know? James like Kahn. Yeah, James Kahn. I feel like there's another one, but maybe not. James Kahn is good. James Kahn could have come back and done this. That would have been incredible. Yeah, but I don't think they could have hung him upside down. <laughs> Do you think they hung Michael Chiklis upside down? Yeah. The, great, well, the, the, blood. Great thing, the, great, the great thing about Michael Chiklis is if you do hang him upside down, you don't know because he's got no hair. He's got no hair, so you, yeah. <laughs> do you think that's why they shot the scene being like, Hubie, the blood is going to my... <laughs> and then he passes out. This is good. <laughs> it's good. I like, I love, um, oh, what's the line? <laughs> After Hubie is thrown into the, the open grave of Ray Liotta's father by Ray Liotta. <laughs> Um, yeah, the uh, Ray Liotta's mother is crying, and then Cardan Bra is there, and he's just like, "No, this is good. We want him in the hole." Yeah, Cardan <laughs> <laughs> Bra really made me laugh in this movie. He's good. I know him from the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. Oh, I don't know those. I mean, I know of them, but I don't know. It's good. He's, he's, he's fun in this. He has he's another. Fun. He's got that really made me laugh. Also, the bit where he bursts in on Hubie on the bathroom, just screaming at him, really made me laugh. Yeah, there's a couple of good toilet jokes in this. Yeah, there's that one, and then there's another line that I wrote down, which is something along the line. Oh, I can't find it. It's something along the lines of him being. He asks if he can use the toilet, and then he's like, some. He's like, is it, oh, is it a big toilet because I got a lot to do? (laughs) It's just a very good line. You know what else is quite good about this movie? (laughs) I don't know what to say. It's like, yeah. Um, Yeah. I agree. Um, This film is successfully creepy at times. Yes. Like, not in the, like, like, creeped out by, like, the characters or anything, but it, it manages... It's not scary, but it has a vibe of like, oh, I don't always feel Ooh. safe in this horror world. Yeah, I get you. Especially I... when people are getting snatched. Exactly. And I think that's actually really hard to balance in a horror comedy, and a lot of horror comedies fail at it. Mm. Hubie Halloween actually manages to make it work. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say I felt like that, but I can see it. Okay. I think, you know? like, I don't think it's like, like I, I'm not feel unsettled by it, but I'm like, okay, I don't really feel like I feel like there's, there's, I guess it's to the point where if Steve Buscemi was a werewolf in the movie, I wouldn't have been like thrown off by it. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's a world where I believe horror stuff can happen. Yes, yes. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um. 
the laugh before was after I was talking about the toilet joke wasn't to do with you segueing. It was because I read my next note, which I think was one of my biggest laughs of the film, which is Ray Liotta after the party walking out and being like, that was a fun party. Almost made me forget I buried my father today. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great line. Uh, Do you like the, um, do you like the Melissa Villasenor cameo? She is the woman who owns the cat, who Hubie like froze at the building. I don't remember that. It's just one bit that really makes me laugh is when like uh, Julie Bowen yells at her for being mean to Hubie. Oh, that bit! And the cat's eyes get really big. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. It's fun good stuff. That comes back because he flares her later. Yes. Good stuff. Um, yeah, we talked. We haven't really talked about Julie Bowen. I'd say Julie Bowen is another weak link in the movie. Mm. I don't think that's her fault, though. Interesting. Tell me for why. I don't think that the character's given much. And the char- I, I, mm, I get. I guess that is a good point, actually, because everyone else seems, seems kind of dialed into what the plot is, or like what the vibe of the film is. Whereas I think she is given quite a lot to do in this. Yeah, she's playing this sort of like she's kind of obsessed with Hubie, and her best scene is the one where you think she actually might be the person who's taking out all the yeah. uh, people. That's the be- that's the scene where she's playing the most fun. Otherwise, I find their relationship a little bit weird. It's quite flat. Yeah. I like his sort of obsession with her, but I'm not completely sold on her obsession with him. But maybe that's a direction thing as well. Like, obviously, it's it's part Julie Bowen, it's part direction. But I I feel like everyone else in this film is so on, on note. Like... I don't know. I wonder if Julie Bowen has just spent so long in like sitcom world. Yeah, she's almost on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, it could be part of that. And it's also, I mean, when I say it's a direction problem, like yeah, everyone else is on point, and you're right. But it just means that maybe Stephen Brill couldn't adapt. Maybe his, I'm just wondering, like, I'm trying to think, like, would Jennifer Aniston have done this any better? Mm. Someone I think could have handled someone like Zoe Deschanel. I mean, I would have said, you know, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Like, if we if we want to bring back a previous, I think Winona. Like, and it's also that would have also had that like spooky connection. Because she's spooky. Because she's got all the spooky films. Um, we could get someone like Christina Ricci. Who's another uh, spooky person? Well, you know who his love interest in Hotel Transylvania is. Who's that? It's um, Catherine Hahn. <gasps> oh, Catherine Hahn and uh, Catherine Hahn in a Happy Madison would just be a dream. She's been in a Happy Madison. Oh yeah, she's been in a Happy Madison. She's been in <laughs> what the Do Over. She's in the Do Over. Yeah, I think I'm also getting her mixed up with Anna Gastai. Anna Gastai. Yeah, yeah, I think I I got her confused the first time I saw Anna Gastai. Anna Gastai yeah. is the masseuse in That's My Boy, right? Yes, and also Saul Gundamut's wife in Paul Blackmore Cop 2. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> what? Fuck off. 
She's one of the best parts of that film. She is, actually. That is true. I um, don't know if I found that funny. Well, I did. We'll talk no. about that more next week. Let's <sighs> mount up. There he is. Is this what you do when you have... Oh, there he is. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, there are more characters that I enjoy. I like um, Dave and Louise. Who's Dave and Louise? They're the farmers whose pig is killed. Oh, I don't care for them. Oh, I think they're fun. A nice little yeah. bickering couple. Yeah, I mean, well, the first time I watched it, I remember I was confused whether they were husband and wife or brother and sister. <laughs> I remember being very confused about that. Um... Uh, the da- uh, Chris Rock's daughter from uh, Grown Ups plays a teacher in this. I think she's quite fun. Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, yeah, she's quite good. Maya Rudolph and Tim Meadows are, are good. Yeah. They're just bullies of Hubie. But Hubie bullies <laughs> in a loveless marriage. <laughs> I like the bit where he's sucking his rubber fingers, and she's like, "Why do you think I'd find that erotic?" Yeah, what he's do you think? What is that meant to be? Is that meant to be tiny cocks. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about the Shaquille O'Neal stuff? Weird. <sighs> that again is also a big um, reference to John Carpenter because the uh, it's the Fog DJ basically. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, I didn't get that. Um, yeah, strange. It just seems like a sort of freak out moment with the. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like, oh look, this person looks weird, and they're making out. That's funny. Oh no, that's not what I thought was. Fun. I thought just the the joke. Oh, about the, him, the the voice. voice, which I remember was quite controversial when this came out. Really, people were like, oh, it's like anti-trans or like. <laughs> um. Yeah, maybe it's but like, making fun of like people who might be different and like I didn't think it was I, I obviously I can't be the, the judge of it but I I don't think that's the intention of the the joke yeah I'd the joke I is that it's Shaquille O'Neal having a silly voice that's true having a voice well, having, having a voice having a that's voice incongruous that, with what like, you might expect like, someone of that size or even stature. what we know of Shaquille O'Neal yeah exactly uh, it's also yeah. just the joke from um, Wayne's World of uh, Handsome Dan. Yes, <laughs> it's that kind of vibe. <laughs> Which is but yeah, joke. I don't like him and the partner start and like feeding each other sandwiches. It's just like oh, it's just gross, like weird, gross out stuff that you're like, I don't really understand what the joke is unless it's meant to be something horrible. Well, not horrible, not like horrible. Hor- Do you know mind, what I mean? I didn't mind it so much. Like it wasn't something that really. Rub me the wrong way. No, I thought Shaquille was quite all right. Like he's um, good. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I like was, I, yeah, I think uh, I think most of the jokes hit in this movie. I'd say so. I mean, I laughed a lot. I mean, well, it's not got the highest laugh count because I did. They weren't full laughs. A lot of them. They were kind of like ha ah, hmm ha. Ah. Um. Which is probably, it's probably different. It would have been way higher if this had been my first watch, I reckon. Because of, of what you're saying about, like, you weren't expecting it. Or, like, yeah. you weren't in the mood and then blah, blah, blah. Whereas I think I went into it being like, I'm in for a good time. And then it was like, it wasn't as good a time as I remembered. Um, but, yeah, like, a lot of it, a lot of it is good. 
A lot of it is fun. I think if I was like a kid, this would be like my go-to Halloween film every year. Jackham. I think so. Even over like, well, what's some other Halloween film? I Hocus mean, Pocus. obviously you got Hocus Pocus. Adam's Family. Like, if I'm talking about like yeah. family-friendly ones. Uh, Adam's Family. I think this one would have just played into my like dumb sense of humor as a kid. Yeah, true. And it has a sort of nice Halloween vibe about it. Uh, I guess you got like Casper. Do you think The Nightmare Before Christmas counts? I'd rather watch that at Christmas because it's it's it starts when yeah. Halloween ends. Yeah, true. Yeah, looking at the bed knobs and broomsticks, the haunted mansion. The haunted mansion sucks balls. <laughs> this little fucking. Oh, uh, Muppets haunted mansion is fun. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. On Disney Plus. <laughs> Spawn. Wallace and Gromit, The Curse of the Were Rabbit. You see, I wouldn't put that down as a Halloween movie, because I can watch I that any just... time of the year. Yeah, that's true. Like, the thing with Hubie Halloween and like Hocus Pocus is the fact that like they directly take place on Halloween. Mm. Like even the Adams family, I could probably watch that any time of the year because it's not Halloween tied into. Yeah, I get you. Well, the, like, yeah, I, I like. I actually liked revisiting this in the sort of spooky season. I was like, I actually, no, this is a fun way to watch this movie. Yeah, true. Yeah, all right, it's pretty good. <laughs> Whereas also, Ernest scares stupid, but <laughs> we haven't got there yet. No, we'll get there soon. We'll get there soon. Next week, maybe. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um. What else? I mean, like, I guess we haven't really. We've talked a bit about the kids, but we haven't talked about the. We haven't really talked Noah. about enough about like the main part of the plot, really. Do we? Do we need to? Yeah, a little bit. Because I think, sadly, like that is like a part of the movie where I, I'm also not. It's like what stops it from getting like a four star review from me. What the plot just being a bit shit. I think well, because I like the message of the film. Don't bully people who are different. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's nice. a nice it's message. Nice. It's and nice it's actually message. really nicely put out at the end with uh, June Squibb's character. Yeah, she has one of my favourite lines. Was it? <laughs> Hubie has nice hair and sex hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes more sense once you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So good, but I, I think the the bones of the movie where I think like an hour in, I was like, okay, there was. The, I think he'd like done the corn maze stuff, yeah, and he'd met up with the two teens, yeah, um, and he was taking them back to uh, Julie Bowen's house. Mm. Um, I do like the bit where he's like, the kids are missing. They're right here! And I just jumped out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. good fun. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like... Because what? It's, a, it's an hour and 40 minutes. You could shave about 10 minutes off this movie. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, make it a good 90-minute movie. Just all the build-up of like people getting kidnapped. While I do like it, and I think it is sufficiently creepy for what this movie needs to be... Um, you can maybe cut it down a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe uh, we only needed like 
How many victims does she take in the end? Is Five. It... So it's Leota, oh, six. The um, couple is uh, I will count Tim Meadows and Maya Rudolph as one. Oh yeah, true. So I guess two. There's the your the, Disney kid. Disney kid. Um, Michael Mike, Chickless. Michael Chickless. Is, is there someone it? else? I think that might be it. I think that's it. I think it's five people in total, but four it distinct groups. Probably should have been three. You reckon? Or four, but three three distinct groups. I guess it. I guess it kind of. I guess it. Yeah. Just to guess just to sort three. of like uh, make it just a little quicker and a little. But then again, I do like the stuff where it's not it's not dealt with for long enough. But I like it when people start to think that Hubie is the person who's taking. Yeah. Everybody. I kind of. Yeah, I also like Hubie running away, and um, does he run past bears at one point? Yeah. Cocaine bears. <laughs> Cocaine bears. <laughs> yeah. Crossover. Um, those bears look really scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that stuff. But I wish it... And then it goes into the Shaquille O'Neal thing, and uh, and that plot line is kind of dropped from there. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I'm just like, that's fine. Then it's suddenly thought that Julie Bowen might be it. It's figured that the... the, the the kidnapper is figured out too quickly for my liking. But it's not like in a way, like in Murder Mystery, where it was impossible for you to figure impossible out. Impossible to see. Like, you can see who the killer is in this. Well, not the killer, but you can see who the, the, the baddie is. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. Not enti- Well, it doesn't make sense on how she does it. Oh, no, no. Logistically <laughs> terrible. But philosophically, you can see why. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's true. I just on the on the bullying thing, or like, you know, we were talking earlier about like how the kids have their own like storyline in this yes. that kind of like ties in a bit. It would have been nice if it was like, or maybe not. I don't know. See what you think. If there would was it have a been bully nice? kid as well. Yeah, if there was some sort of tie, like if Noah Shap is it Shap or Schnap? I can never remember. Schnap. Noah Schnapp. Like, if Noah Schnapp was being bullied... I guess, I guess he kind of is a little bit, but... Like... I think it's not he's that he's bullied. I mean, Mike Mundy kind of, like, knocks his coffee out of his hand at one point. But yeah. I think it's more to do with... Actually, I don't think it would have been good if it was bullied, because we've had that movie. We've had that fucking... Benchwarmers is that movie. Um... Yeah, I guess so. But no, I don't mean, like... Yeah, I don't mean in the same way as Benchwarmers. I don't... Because that's, like... This is far better than the Benchwarmers. This is far better than that. But, you know, if it was maybe something like... You know, they see Hubie be okay with himself and kind of, like, take strength from that and then... I don't know. I think what is just quite nice is that they they see Hubie for who he is and they're quite nice about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it is kind um, of doing that. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Paris Berles? Berelch. Uh, Paris Berel. Yeah. Paris Berelch. Very I'm charming in this movie. As is Noah Yeah, very fun. Um, but like, I like their, like, fuck you guys. Stop being mean to this guy. He's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just, he's a George without a Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I love the Frankenstein trick. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it works twice. The fact that it works twice. The fact that it's like Hubie's mum is able to get away without being arrested. I, I like I like that he uses her to scare kids later on in the movie. Yeah, it's good. I, uh, yeah, I, I really don't have a lot. Of, well, I've said my negatives about this movie. I think mean, there's, yeah, it. It needs maybe a little bit fine tuning on the plot, and Julie Bowen is not my favorite part of the movie. But for the mm. most part, I'm a big fan. Did you notice uh, an Alan Covert cameo? I was going to say, I feel like I was happy that he wasn't in it, but I guess he is in it. He Where is. is he again? He's in the drive-in movie that they go to see. Uh... He's, the, he's the zombie dad. Right. Okay. Fine. But um. Do you know, uh, I know you don't use the internet anymore. No, I don't know. Uh, do you know who Martin Hurley is? I know Tim Hurley. His son, Martin Hurley, does, a, he's now a writer on Saturday Night Live. Nepotism. <coughs> um. Oh my god, um, is he one of those boys? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea that was Tim Hurley's son. I love him so much and his friends. I like, think they're so good. so funny. They are like, yeah, they're incredible. Um, Shit, of course, they've got the same fucking face. <laughs> uh, oh my god. But he yeah, pop, they pop, yeah. Hell, he pops up in this, in I think his only film role as Alan Covert's zombie son in the, right, in the movie. Right. Because I, I didn't notice him in the movie, but I was watching the credits and I saw Martin Hurley's name pop up and I was like, he was in this. And then I realised, oh shit. Martin Hurley and Tim Hurley are related. I had no idea. Wow, okay. They're so good, though. They're so funny. They're so funny. Their Shailene Woodley game video <laughs> yeah. is hysterical. I love that one. I love the one where it's like one of them is, has a Netflix documentary it's made the about Martin them. Martin documentary. Yeah, the Martin <laughs> I just, like every single one of them. It just ends with like the next up is like one another one of them and it's like John fat and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're really good. They're, they're really they're, good. They're on SNL now, which good for them. It'll be interesting to see what they do with SNL. Yeah. I mean it's it's also interesting to think about I mean, you would know more because you like that world more than I do, but like how much creative control writers can have over SNL. Oh, Do you know what I, I mean? think it's a surprising amount, especially when they're an established force like I think these guys are. I mean, mm. obviously, I read an interesting interview. With, well, not that interesting, but it was a good interview. Yeah, um, interesting. Hype yourself up. Oh, I didn't read it. I didn't write it. it was, oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you said wrote. No, no, no. Read. No, read. <laughs> yeah. Hype um, yourself up. You can read. Really good. <laughs> um, it was an interesting. It was an interview with them. And they were talking about, like, we do not underestimate the privilege we have. We know we are free white guys who are okay money-wise making videos on the internet. Like, mm. we know that, and we're very grateful for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and that was the interview where the only place I've seen it confirmed that Martin Hurley's dad is Tim Hurley. Right, um, I see. Well, apart from looking at their fucking faces yeah. now, that I, now that I know... Um, but I think, like, considering, like, the amount of 
freedom the Lonely Island guys had writing on SNL. That's a good point. And I can see, like, I watched. They did a video of of. Um, they do have a name, their collective, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Uh, they did a video from the SNL studios of them working. Uh, they did a sketch themselves with Rami Malek when he was hosting oh, the other day. Um. So they clearly because they're not performers on the show, they're just um, writers. So the fact that they've been able to give been given time to do a sketch with the host of the show that week, yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. That's, so I think they've got some free reign. Uh, nice. I'm interested to see more where they go, and um, yeah, just the fact that he was in this, I was like, oh, what Martin Harley, son of Tim. Son of Tim. Son of Tim. Son of Tim! <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to say other than I could go through my laughs, but also it's just it's not that interesting. So, Any good ones? Any uh, five slappers? I guess the big one, yeah, the big ones, like Ray Liotta being like, that was a fun part, you almost made me forget I buried my father today, that's good. Hubie has nice hair and sex hope. Um, oh, no, the bit this where this is good. We want him in the hole. Nobody, yeah, uh, nobody pees more than you do. Yeah, that was yeah, that's good. I like the bit where June Squibb is saying, "Nice to meet you, Walter." While her town, like her garden, is on fire. I just thought it was a nice moment. I just liked her delivery of just her being like every year. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like that. Um, the escapes. Uh, Mental patient in, in quotation Richie. marks. Richie, I like that he wears medical Crocs. I really enjoy that. Um, I like his pig mask. He pig mask again, he is an addition of like the sufficiently creepiness of the movie. He is yeah. actually pretty creepy. The no, blonde nice. hair. I like that Nick Helm pointed out that you might, if you hadn't seen this movie, you might think it's David Spade. That's true. But no, maybe that's what they were going for. Because of the Spade Schneider, because of the rift. <laughs> Your favourite thing to bring up. It really is. Uh, I love well, it. It's, you know, it's a shame because Spade is so big on Netflix. They could have used Yeah, could have used them. But, yeah. I think was this, was this popular on Netflix? I remember it being in the top ten. It says it was the top stream title in its first two weeks of release. It finished third in its third weekend. Then over Halloween was placed safe. Yeah. I remember it doing pretty well. And I remember... Pretty, pretty, pretty well. I remember seeing some content around it. They should have brought it, like, they should have done stuff for it again this year. Well, I saw Sandler tweeted something about it, right? I'm sure he does. He... What did he tweet? I think it was just a... I think it might have just been a compilation of all the times he screams in it. Something like that. Might, would it be just the day. scene where um, Mike Mundy is scaring him, and there is just all the times he screams that? Oh, it could have been that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of it. I, I like so... the lamb's head scare at the beginning. Oh yeah, that's fun. Especially with the like the goat scream, like ah, yeah. it's good. Oh, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Go out and watch it, listeners. I believe if you haven't already. I believe. Cameron Boyce was going to play the Mike Mundy role. Oh, was that who it was going to be? I think not so. Noah Schnapp. I thought it was Noah Schnapp. 
Okay. The only reason I thought it was the Mike Monday role is just because Karen Bra and um, Cameron Boyce were on a Disney TV show together, so I was like, oh, get his friend to step into the role. Oh, uh, well, I thought it... Well, I mean, I think it was the Noah Schnapp role. Okay. Because it makes sense to slot him in as, like, a Netflix person. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. And maybe it would have been fun to have the two co-stars, like, one bullying the other one sort of thing. No, maybe. But I don't know. But yeah, I no, that I think is... is Boyce, my only thing is, like, Cameron Boyce is probably a bit too old to be the Noah Schnapp because he's supposed to be a freshman. Yeah, but like he's got a young face. It's true. Or he had a young face, you know. Just say he has a young face. He has a young face. Sad. Um, yes. Any awards? Awards, of course. <laughs> Yay! Um, well, where to begin? But the Bruin Film Society Awards. <laughs> okay. What's I don't this? know. I don't know what this is. If you like could look Bruin? it up while well, I'm I'm gonna give you the award. The Bruin Film Society. Yeah. <laughs> you spell Bruin. Oh Bru okay. B R U I N. Yeah, alright. B R U I N It's uh it's UCLA's sole resident undergraduate organization dedicated to screening and showcasing quality cinema for so you're basically repping a student union yeah, film club. You. It's, a right. fi- it's a film society. Um, yep. well, they're a pretty good one because they nominated this for Best Picture. <coughs> nice one, UCLA. There are ten nominees. Okay. You gonna play a game? Shall we play a game? You will play a game. We're gonna play a game. We're oh. gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game. It's gonna be fun. Uh, the winner. Yeah. Uh, was uh nominee at the Oscars for Best Picture. Parasite. Um, no, it's the year after. Because this is 2020. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm going to need more. Like, um, I don't remember what was nominated. Nomadland. Nomadland is uh, is one of the nominees. It is okay. not a winner. So, you, so you're down. You, you, Mank. It's not Mank. Uh. <laughs> a few of the Best Picture nominees do show up. So, um... What else came out? Bill this... and Ted 3. I'm going to need something else. Who is in this film? Uh, this features a star of The Walking Dead. Um... Oh! Minari. Yes. Yeah. My next clue was that it was, going to... it was partially in Korean. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. Um... A Netflix documentary. Uh, it's going to join the Criterion Collection very soon. I haven't seen this. I want to see this. Um, what? No, I'm just trying to think of what it could possibly be. It was very popular. I believe oh it was Oscar god. nominated for Best Documentary as well. Oh my god. Nope, don't know what this is. This is Dick Johnson is Dead. Don't know what that is. Oh wow! Never heard of that. Uh, All right. This was an Oscar nominee for Best Picture. Um, did win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Um, I don't remember this. This it yet. was uh, 
to, uh, is interesting in that the, basically the two leads of the film were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And, oh! And one of them won. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but Daniel Kaluuya. Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah, that's it, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Um, this is this one features well this one is an actress making her directorial debut um, oh promising young woman uh, nope nope <laughs> okay uh, this, I don't think this got Oscar nominated in the end um, it's based on a play it's uh, features Characters from real life, like real historical characters, uh, but like not historical, like Bill and Ted historical, <laughs> historical. Had to be face the music, historical. as in sort of recent history, having a chat over uh, an evening. I don't remember. I don't know. One night in Miami. I don't know what that is. Get away with it. What's that? Uh, I was very out of it last year. One Night in Miami is Regina Hall's directorial debut. Mm. Um, and it's about Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke. Okay, uh, that's very good. It is good. It's on Amazon. Watch it now. Is it? Um, I'm going to check it out. It's, uh, yeah, they uh, have a, a, a night discussing their roles in the civil rights movement. That's fun. It's not fun. <laughs> it's good, though. It sounds good. Yeah. Good and fun. Um, next up, uh, one of the most stressful movies I've seen in a while, um, probably since Uncut Gems, uh, but fantastic. I think you've seen this movie, because um, I think we've talked about it. I might be wrong. I might be thinking of someone else. Um, What's the vibe? It's a comedy. Oh, no. oh, Shiver Baby. Yeah, I love. Oh, yeah, incredible. Up until I think there's a film like up until very recently that was my favorite film of the year. Until I saw something else, Green Knight. That was it. Yeah, yeah, Green Knight is now my favorite film of the year. I know you. Uh, this is also a comedy um, with a. Uh, former SNL star. Uh, people loved this Palm movie. Palm Springs. Yes, that's the one. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, an, anima- an animated movie. Um, uh, it's, <laughs> it's an animated movie. <laughs> okay. Is it animated? It is. Is it The Mitchells versus The Machines? No, that's too late, I think. That'll be oh. this year. Um, this... Uh, was going to have a theatrical release but was then moved to streaming Um, though I managed to see it theatrically Mm. Um, is it based on something else no it's a pretty original well it's 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 sort of traditional for this studio to do this type of movie um it's oh. very music focused. Soul? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next one is another music focused movie that was uh, Oscar nominated for Best Picture. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. No. 
This was uh, this is one of my favorite movies of I saw it this year. Whiplash. Probably I'll be a close. Um, oh, this probably oh sound of metal. Yeah, sound of metal. Sound of metal. Actually, no, my choice of best picture was The Father, but I like Sound of Metal quite a bit. I liked. It. I still. I haven't seen Sound of Metal. I haven't seen The Father. I haven't seen a lot of films from last year, but like, no, want to see. Not heard of One Night in Miami or Dick Johnson's oh, no. Dead. No, it's true. Dick Johnson's Dead is supposed to be fantastic. I do want to watch it. A daughter helps her father prepare for the end of his life. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, God damn it! I I find Hubie Halloween being nominated in that section very yeah. entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, Should have won. Should have beaten Minari. Do you see Minari? No, I haven't. No, Minari's really good as well. I hear it's great. Uh, but hold on, that's not the end of the awards. Fuck. Because it's not just the UCLA Film Society. <laughs> <laughs> that's recognising the genius of this film. No, no, no. Um, oh, we can do more games because these are very different nominees. Okay, good. Um, because we're going to the Kids' Choice Awards. <gasps> the kids know what's up. The kids know what's up. And they nominated this for Favourite Movie. Of course. I mean, to be fair, the kids didn't have a lot of choice in 2020. No, what else have they got? Well, well I guess we're going to find out through a game. I know. Uh, the winner is a superhero sequel. One of the only ones that actually made it out last year. Um, is that Spider-Man? No. No, it's not uh, last year, is it? It's a oh, sequel it. to a movie that oh. I really love. I don't Wonder Woman 1984? It. That's the one. Yes. Next up, a video game movie. Um, what video game movies came out last year? Featuring a very famous um, comedy actor in the in the uh, bad guy role. Sonic. That's it. Yeah. A uh, a live action Disney adaptation. Mulan. Uh, I'm doing so well now. You are. You can get the, the film. I have the mind of a child. <laughs> uh, a film that I think was considered to be one of the worst of last year. Um. Starring a uh, former Marvel actor. Um, oh, Doolittle. That's it. Yeah. This is also nominated for favorite movie actor. Yay. Uh, for Sandra. For Sandra. Yeah. The nominees are too similar, so I'm not going to get you to guess. Okay, um, but he loses to Robert Downey Jr. for Doolittle. Also nominated. This is a weird lineup of nominees. Chris Pine for Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. Jim Carrey for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Will Ferrell for Eurovision Song Contest: The Story yeah, of Fire, Fire, Fire Saga. Yeah. The, the weirdest one is Lin Manuel Miranda for Hamilton. Mm. Yeah, don't like that. <laughs> All the kids sitting around watching Hamilton. I mean, you say that they are. I guess that's true. <laughs> And then it's got some Razzie nominations, but we don't need to talk about We those. don't talk about those. Though, actually, also, there is something I want to say on the Razzie nominations. Because it's nominated for um, 
worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Right. And it comes under their remake slash ripoff category. For what? Jaws? Ernest Scared Stupid. Ooh, no! <laughs> yeah, baby! Is that what this has all been leading towards? Is that what this joke is? Is that why you said Ernest? We are doing it someday. It's, it's, has this all been a fucking plan? It's all leading towards <laughs> the stars are aligning. Oh my god. I've been played, listeners, over the course of a year. What's that, Josh? Your copy of Ernest Goes to Jail on Blu-ray <laughs> summoning itself from the depths. <laughs> I can feel it pulsing. Pulsating. I won't say where, but I need to go and get it checked out. Okay, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Interesting. So there you go. We're, you know, we love Hubie Halloween, so if it's a rip-off of Ernest Scared Stupid, we'll probably love that too. True. Cool, so them's the awards. Josh Paffenheim, do you have an MVP? I do. It's not a very interesting one. And it's one you can probably tell. Like, I don't know. I I wasn't feeling too inspired with my MVP and LVP. I haven't gone for anything fun. It's just Adam Sandler. Like, he's just having a fun time. And it's like one of the first times in a while that I feel like I've seen him in one of these films where I'm like, he's having, like, he's enjoying himself. He's enjoying making this film. Probably the first time since, like, Grown Ups 2. That's my boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get, like... I don't know, I think he actually, no, I I, I get him a week off, I think he's having a week off, yeah. But I think that's a different type of movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, like... I don't count that as the same. It's 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 like a film out of time, you know. Do you think? Um, do you think he was like sort of bolstered by doing Uncut Gems? Oh yeah, big time. It it seems like he's feeling much more comfortable with doing this role and kind of leaning in. And maybe it is, you know, I feel like we've talked about it before. The kind of like we should try and plot it actually. Like the films around the ones that are like critically lauded does he seem like he cares more about the comedies around that time? Well, I mean, we talked about this with funny people leading into grown-ups and that that seemed like a sort of direct reaction from that. Mm. So yeah, maybe we've got a couple of, like, decent films in store. Like, Hustlers is going to be incredible. Hustler, not Hustlers. Hustler. No, it's Hustle. Hustle. Yeah. Alright. If we keep losing letters, it'll just be Hust. At some point. <laughs> How about you, baby? Who's your MVP? My MVP is director Stephen Brill. Ooh! I think this is probably, like, outside of, like, funny people, this is the best directed movie we have. Um, yeah? I think it's really well done. Like, I think the tone is perfect in this movie, which is very rare to say for an Adam Sandler uh, a Happy Madison movie. Yeah, true. I think, like, as I say, like, the casting is all pretty much spot on. I think, um, we haven't really talked even about, uh, like, casting on, like, Kevin James. I think this is Kevin James' best role in any of, like, these, uh, films we've covered. 
Do you think? Yeah, I think he's like, this is a good spot for him, playing this sort of like Muppety. <laughs> um, Muppet man. Uh, you know, police sergeant. He's he's yeah. good. He's yeah. he's it's actually this is the Paul Blart I want to see. Um sorry, yeah. Josh. But like Steve Brill like has brought this all together. I again I think there's a nice Halloweeny tone about it that works really well. I think the stuff with the kids is balanced really nicely. Yeah. And you know, there's there's stuff in this that like other movies have tried to do starring Sandler and they've not worked. I think Brill sort of leans on the fact that like because he's not directed a lot of my favorite Sandler movies, like I really don't like the Do Over or Sandy Wexler. No. No. Um, or Little Nicky. No. But if he leans back into like his stuff that he did with like the Mighty Ducks and Heavyweights, yeah, and even like Drillbit Taylor, like I think, I think he's found this nice sweet spot that mixes a sort of family friendly with a bit of adult comedy, gentle but fun. Yeah. Um. And as I said, I think the movie is a delight. I think it's a really nice movie to watch. I'm in. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and I think Brill kind of brings that together. Maybe it's the first time that he... I mean, I said it earlier. The first time he is Brill. He is, yeah. he, He lives up to his name here. He's done it. Who's your LVP? Um, in direct... Contrast to what you said earlier, it's Kevin James. <laughs> oh, interesting. Because I found him dull and lifeless in this film. Oh, I'm, yeah, no, like, I, I'm not on board with this at all. No, I know, because, like, you know, you know me. You know me. Who are you? I lo- Jim Bum- Jimbins. <laughs> My name is Jimbins. You know, Jimbins. I love... I love a Kevin James performance. I love a big Kevin James performance. I love a blarty Kevin James performance. And it just feels like he's so subdued and like... And I get it. He do- he is like... He is more manageable in this film. He's more palatable. He's just like, oh, I'm a Muppet man. And that's like his joke. He's, he's got the big hair. He's got the big... Well, you think he's better. I think he's a sad husk. And... I want yeah, I want to see him do dumb shit. But do you know what? I will say it wouldn't have fit in with the tone of the film if he'd have done anything like Blarty. Um But yeah, it's just it's just sad seeing you know, it for me it's similar to seeing Robert De Niro in like The War with Grandpa. In War with Grandpa or <laughs> or Dirty Grandpa. Dirty any, Pappy. Any grandpa, movie. any grandpa film. It's just like I get it. What he's doing fits in with the tone of the film, but you know, I just wish he was doing Silver Linings Playbook or like, well, not The Irishman, but you, but I mean, you know like, what he's I mean? better. Like, like, yeah, I still feel like you've got to say he's better here than he is in like Sandy Wexler. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's more himself in Sandy Wexler for good or bad. Maybe it's just I don't like him as himself. <laughs> I don't think you do. Because no. I think his true self is Paul Blart too. I think that's his vibe. I think his true self is like the patriotism that is on display in... Uh, oh, um, yeah, no, that's true. In um, Here Comes the Boom. <laughs> I guess, for a second boom. there, I was like... Uh, in, in, Zookeeper? It hits the boom. <laughs> I was hit like, that's boom. not the film name. Hit, 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 hit the boom. So, yeah, for that reason, it's KJ. I'm sorry, buddy, I love you. How about you? 
Uh, sadly, it's someone we did talk about. Uh, I yeah, I just feel, and it's not rare for Happy Madison movies to sideline its female characters. Yeah, but yeah, sadly, Julie Bowen just doesn't quite get there for me. Um, I mean, this film does actually have some good female characters in June Squibb and Maya Rudolph are both fun. And, and uh, uh, Shana yeah, and Paris Brault. Uh, um, but yeah, it's sadly... St- I couldn't get completely onto what Julie Bowen's vibe was. And really, I couldn't understand if it was a joke that she was adopting a lot of kids. Like, it was a strange... um... I was wondering about that, and the only reason I can think about it... Because Adam Sandler's kids wanted to be in the movie and it didn't make sense for them to be genetically hers. Yeah. And Kevin James's. Yeah, I, I was like, is it something to do with, like, listeners, before I finish this film, or before I watch this film, I watched Needle in a Time Stack, which... I've seen the trailer. You've seen the trailer? I've seen the film now. I didn't know it was out. (laughs) It came out, like, the trailer came out, and then the film was out the next day. Nice. Um, And there's a plot point in that where it's kind of like they remove... I kind of can't talk about it. But without spoiling Needle in a Time Stack, and I think everyone should watch Needle in a Time Stack... Currently, very few people have, but I felt like... It's not called Time Needle in a Time Stack, is it? No, it's just Needle in a Time Stack. I would like it more if it was called Time Needle in a Time Stack. Time Needle. (laughs) Did you see my one tweet from this year? No. Oh, it was... I don't uh... follow you. Yes, you do. Do you not? I followed you. Did you? I don't want to know. I bet you did. I don't want to know what you're thinking before we do the show. You did unfollow me. This is so sad. Oh, well. I didn't unfollow we'll you, Josh. I know you didn't. I know you That's didn't. That's a joke. Yeah. My one tweet this century was, a time bird in the time hand is time worth two time birds in the time bush. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. Um, yeah, I feel like that decision is only put in so that it's like, you can't definitively say that Kevin James and Julie Bowen have fucked. I don't like that. Whereas if they were her kids, you could say that they had fucked. Whereas in this, it's just implied. Yeah, I don't like that at all. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's it's not so much... Because we said earlier that there is something there to the character. There's definitely like some comedic stuff going on. Yeah. I'm just not sure it's entirely conveyed. And while it's no. nice to see Julie Bowen back... In uh, in one of these movies, she's not the first person I would have wanted to bring back. No, who? You, well, we kind of talked about it, but I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm all in on bringing back Winona. Yeah, get Kate Beckinsale back in the. No. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Feruza Bulk would have been great. Oh, that would have been good. Do you know what? Stick Drew Barrymore in. Barrymore would have been fun. Barrymore, Barrymore probably actually <laughs> probably would have played that version of that character really well. Yeah, really, really well. Like a bit goofier because that's the thing is like she doesn't like... act anymore. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. She does her talk show. Yeah, but you know what I mean. That's what that Julie Bowen character is calling out for is just like a bit more goofiness. So it's kind of like 
she's more acceptable in the eyes of the community, but she has that like fun, goofy. Yeah, I agree. Side because she's just you know? talk- like the times when she talks about like Hubie Dubois, you are the nicest person in this town. It all rings so false to me. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And maybe you are right, uh, you are right, and that it's not there on paper or it's not in the direction. But I do think there's there's a way to play that and make it fun and make it work within the realms of the film. But at the same mm. time, it's hard to pick an LVP for this movie because it, as I say, it is delightful. It is delightful. It's true. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, go out and watch it, listeners, if you haven't already. Yeah, get it done. Get her done. <laughs> Truly happily, cable guy. The cable guy, yeah. <laughs> but we'd finish uh, it nice. with watching the cable guy. Yeah, well, that'd be good. But yeah, then we'd have a guest on called Larry. Yes. Larry David, we could do it. <laughs> He'd love it. Imagine. He'd love it. No. God, no. I, I wouldn't be able to speak. <laughs> I'm not doing that. No. No, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Josh. Yes. This is this. Oh, is, where can people no, find no, me? No. Oh, this is the this is the last one. The, this the is last the last film. film. There'll be more origins. Yeah. There'll be more. We've got some more TV shows to do. We've got to talk about Nick Swartz and pretend time at some time. No, I guess that's true. It's just a matter of pretend time. Yes. Got to do the the spin off from the Goldbergs. Uh, what was that called again? Schooled. Okay. The yeah. Gong Show with Dave Attell. Yeah. We also have to do that episode of the Goldbergs that crosses over with the Wedding Singer. Oh yeah, that's true. So like, guys, don't worry. We've got loads of content. Don't worry, there's still more. But like, that's uh, that's the last film of like the run. And we are we get. We're not gonna. There'll be an episode next week of our, our rundown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, was that a question? Yeah, no, there was. Just be, yeah. you said yes, and I was like, you seem scared by that. Um, no, no, no. That sounds good. No, I'm just looking. I'm just. I just don't. I have no idea what you're about to say. Of, you know. No, and of course, we'll be back for more Happy Madison movies. Yes. And maybe, maybe, shall we commit to announce what our next? Uh, sort of series of films will be on our next episode, so we actually have a. a death, I think death so. Deadline. But one thing I'd like to say is, like, I'd love to hear. You know, we often ask for comments, and we often ask for people to come and like tweet us, whatever. Like, you've stuck, yeah. assuming that you are still the same people who started with us. You've stuck with us. Maybe you came to us later. Maybe you're just dipping into this episode because you've seen Hubie Halloween, whatever. But like, if you wanna, if you wanna be involved in whatever the next series is. We'd love to hear what other... It doesn't necessarily have to be comedy stars, but that makes most sense. Like, what comedy stars, what comedy studios, comedy outfits, comedy groups... If you want Truly Happily Bean, let us know. If you, if you, want, if that, you want Truly you Happily want... Earnest, and you do... <laughs> <laughs> if you want, like, Truly Happily Broken Lizard, if you want... Truly Happily like, Saturday Night Live spinoffs. Fuck off. 
I will. I'm saying that now. I'm vetoing that one. I genuinely don't understand that veto. We just, just sat through know. fifty of these. <laughs> fifty is too many. I and want there's like there's ten, like six cap. Saturday Night Another Live movies. Cap. Some of right, which are fine. really Maybe good. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Okay, but yeah, listeners, if you have any ideas, tweet us at True Hat Mad. Or send us a message on Instagram or an email, truehatmad at gmail.com. Yeah. Any of those. It'd be great to hear what you would love us to cover. Or, of course, they could reach out to you personally, Josh. Uh, and how could they do oh, they that? Could. Oh, they could do that by tweeting me or finding me on Instagram or on Letterbox at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. And that rhymes with craft, craft-free singles video short. Uh-huh. And, Jack, if people wanted to follow you... Where could they, and how? Well, if people wanted to follow me, uh, they could look up um, JFG in Digital 3D at the uh, Bruins Film Society. Uh, that's uh, that's where I am hanging out these days. Any other places? Uh, sure, yeah. I You can find me at the ward. In the asylum. Mm-hmm. And uh, I frequent um, the dating app Silk. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know what this referencing is. It's fine. not referencing anything. Oh, it's just fun stuff. It's just, uh, I definitely don't just log on to a random word generator and, uh, <laughs> and, and it populate is? stuff when I can't think of anything real. That's so good. I love that. Um, and yeah, I've kind of said where you can find us, you know, at truehatmad, truehatmad at gmail.com. But also, as always, like, if you, it's always great if you can leave us a review. We love reading them. We love hearing them. We love getting them, and they really help us out. Um, and yeah, if you can leave a rating as well, that's always nice. Five stars is good. Six stars is better. Seven, eight, nine. Have we had any? No, we haven't had any sure? more. Should I look? I'm sure. No, I'm sure I looked. Yes, I looked earlier. I don't know. We've had nothing. The last one was the Pepperoni Prince. Well, what about on the American iTunes? No, we haven't. Uh, yeah, I told you. Like, I think Chartable pulls oh, in yes. every, all of them. This is a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. But that's, uh, you know, but yeah. we, we love doing it for you, so we're all right. We do. But it'd be nice if you told us told us what we yeah, meant to 789 789 yeah there we go um good stuff we'll be back next week running down our yeah doing our awards the running down our list of the maddies we're doing all the films uh, we'll compare our lists yeah you remember yeah? that remember that that's gonna be a whole next week alright guys and as always... Oh, shit. Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> Bye. Bye.